Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast and video. I'm Don Lintzman, I'm Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital in Denison, Iowa. And my guest on the program today is Madeline Knopf. Madeline is a Professional Outreach Coordinator with the Iowa Donor Network. She's a graduate of the University of Iowa and Des Moines University with a degree in uh, a master's in public health as a matter of fact. And she is an outreach coordinator and uh, helps people understand about the benefits of organ and tissue donation. And Madeline, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, it's entirely my pleasure. So uh, like I always like to do with these things, I want to begin at the beginning today. So let's do that. Let's begin at the beginning and let's talk about uh, organ and tissue donation. And uh, probably the, the big thing that people want to know is how does that whole process work? Um, the process of organ and tissue donation begins with the registration process. So um, you have the opportunity as an Iowan to put yourself on the Iowa donor registry. Um, and then at your time of death, if you are eligible to be an organ or tissue or cornea donor, um, we make sure that that happens on our site at Iowa Donor Network and will ultimately approach your family for donation. Um, and then the donation would take place after that. Is there any age limit? Uh, I guess I'm not aware that there is one, but there, there might be. But is there any age limit, Madeline, for anyone, anybody who would like to be an organ donor? Great question. Um, there actually is no age limit. Anyone of any age can be a donor. So um, individuals at the age of 14, they can put themselves on the registry beginning at that age. Um, but unfortunately, you know, minors under the age of 18 are still going to need that additional parental consent. So while you still can um, register to be a donor at the age of 14 and up, we do still require that parental or next of kin consent to move forward with donation. And I think what's interesting is that some of the people that I've talked to who are older say, well, I'm too old for that, nobody wants my organs, so on and so forth. But I'd like you to speak to that for just a second. Yeah, that is a common myth. Um, in fact, our oldest tissue donor was 107 years old and she was able to donate her skin. So you really are never too old to be a tissue donor. Very good. So how common, how common are organ donations? Um, organ donation is a very, very rare opportunity. Only about 2% of our deaths that occur in hospitals here in Iowa um, are actually eligible for organ donation. So uh, while it is a very, very rare occurrence, last year, 2020, was our record year in Iowa for organ donation, which is great to see. Um, we had 103 donors that gave the gift of life. Wow, that's a, that's a great number. I think one of the issues that people have, uh, and I don't think it's all that uncommon, they're thinking about how do I have that conversation with my family? What, how, do, how does that start? What do I say that would, that would convey my wishes to my family? And, and if they have questions that I'm able to answer some of those. Sure, and we know that that conversation about death and dying is never a comfortable conversation. Um, I've had it with my family members, and I can tell you that it's it's never fun to think about what if, those what if situations. Um, but whether you're registered or not, it pays to have those what if conversations. So um, I would suggest start by asking if your loved one, whoever it is, your husband, your wife, your kids, if they are a registered donor, maybe listen to their opinion. Um, maybe they have some misconceptions, which I'm sure we'll talk about here. Like what if there's a cost to, to donation? I'm too old to be a donor, those kinds of things. Um, we hope that you can look at those resources that are on our website, or maybe I've 
broken some of those myths for you today um, and present those facts and um, back up those back up your opinion with those facts so we know that the conversation is uncomfortable but i think that um, the conversation does help to know what everyone's decision is in advance so there's never going to be a question at when that time comes what exactly did my loved one want my guest on the podcast and video cast today is madeline knopf madeline is an outreach coordinator with the iowa donor network and we're talking about organ and tissue donation because april is donate life month and uh, Madeline, uh, what kinds of organs and tissues can be donated? Um, with organ donation, you can save up to nine lives if you're able to donate all of the organs. Um, the organs that we are able to donate are your heart, both of your lungs, um, both kidneys, liver can actually be segmented and given to two people, so that's how we get um, that extra number there. Um, and then pancreas and intestines are all able to be donated as organs. Tissue donation is a little bit different. Um, tissue donation can actually impact up to 300 people um, through the gift of corneas, bones, tendons, heart valves, skin, and veins. Well, it's Lots. a wide array of different types of organs and tissues. Yep. More, more than I think even I knew uh, you, yeah, you right? could donate. I think one of the questions that comes up though a lot from the people that I talk to is, uh, it, does it cost me something as a donor? Do I have to pay? To, to donate my organs and tissues? Yep, that's a common question. And there is no cost to the donor or their family for donation. Um, we know that those bills in the ICU are expensive and that OR time is very expensive. So if you're curious as where that goes, um, it actually gets covered by the insurance company of the recipient who's either receiving that organ or the, that tissue graft. You know, so that, that donor family will never ever receive a bill. And having said that, I know that we have a significant number of people who are on organ transplant waiting lists. Do you happen to know offhand what those numbers are? Yeah. Um, nationally, the waiting list is a little scary. We're at about 107,000 people who are waiting in the United States for a transplant. Um, here in Iowa, we usually fluctuate about 550 to 600, and right now we're sitting at about 553. So, um, uh, quick stat is that 20 people die each day while waiting for an, an organ transplant while waiting on that waiting list. Um, and then every 10 minutes, another name is added to that waiting list. So it continues to grow and we're just trying to do the best that we can to make sure that those nobody, nobody passes away while waiting for that organ. April is uh, Donate Life Month and my guest on the podcast and video cast today is Madeline Knopf. Madeline is with the Iowa Donor Network and uh, her job is to educate people about organ and tissue donations. It's interesting that you bring up the point about people who are waiting for organs. I have a brother-in-law right now who is in need of a liver transplant and he is on a, on a list but he's, he's not a good candidate so he's, he's far down that list. Uh, probably sure. um, one of those things that comes home to you, you don't think about it if you're not in that situation but it's one of those things that come home, comes home to you. If you're someone who knows somebody who is waiting for um, a transplant. So one of the questions that I have as an individual is knowing that there's not enough organs and there are more people uh, than organs you know, who are looking for those who need a transplant. How is it determined who receives those organs when they're donated? Yeah, um, 
they are usually, you know, of course, organs are going to be allocated to people who are on that waiting list, like you were talking about. Um, we use something nationwide called the United Network of Organ Sharing. It's called UNOS for short. Um, and they are responsible for that distribution process of organs that are donated. So they are distributed based on need, based on medical criteria. Um, there is a, a lot that goes into matching the organ with that recipient, like geography. So chances are if um, your family member was here in Iowa, they might have a little bit better chance of getting that organ than say maybe they're on the list in a big, big metropolitan city where the list is greater. Um, but geography can play a role in that. Um, blood type, the size of the donor, all that kind of stuff kind of um, contributes to who gets that organ. And that leads into my next question, which, with, which has to do with living uh, organ donations, and primarily that's with kidneys and, and those kinds of things. Tell us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so living donation is a little bit of a different ball game, and it's not really something that we facilitate here at Iowa Donor Network. Um, that's usually done by the transplant centers in your state. So all of that coordination, if you're interested in trying to be a living donor, you would have to go through that transplant center. Um, but living donation actually offers another choice for transplant candidates and it actually saves two lives. So it saves that recipient that is receiving that living donation and then that next person who was on the waiting list is now bumped up to that first person on the waiting list. Um, but as a living donor, like you said, you can donate a kidney. We've got two of them. We only need one. Um, you can donate a portion of the liver. The liver is so neat. You can segment it, take a portion off and that liver will regrow into a fully functioning liver. Um, a lobe of the lung can be donated as well as a portion of the pancreas. So um, in an instance of living donation, you may or may not know, um, or I should say, you don't have to know your living donor or the recipient. Um, usually it's a family member who says, well, hey, I've got another kidney. I would love to give it to you. And maybe they're a match and it works. Um, that would be best case scenario. Um, there is something also called an altruistic donor, meaning maybe I was just really touched by donation and um, I wasn't able to give my kidney to my loved one, but I had already had the workup process done and I'm willing to give it to whoever needs it. So that's an altruistic donor. We don't see that happening as often, but um, it is great when we do see it. So to finish up today, I have one last question uh, and that has to do with uh, hospital care uh, I think uh, sometimes when I visit with uh, people here at the hospital, uh, they're always concerned that if I'm a, an organ donor that that will affect the kind of care that I receive in the hospital. And, and I want to uh, reiterate whatever, whatever you're going to say because I'm sure you're going to say the same thing that I would say, and that is that does not impact at all the care that you receive in the hospital, but what say you? You're absolutely correct, Don. Um, being a registered donor will never, ever, ever influence the care that you will receive in a hospital or out of a hospital like EMS. Um, those healthcare professionals have taken an oath to save your life, and that donation is not even considered until all possible life-saving measures have been exhausted. Um, and chances are, if you are a nurse and you're receiving a patient in the ER, the last thing you're going to even look at is if they are a registered donor. So. Um, of course you will receive the best care regardless if you're a registered donor or not. So Madeline, I'm going to give you somewhat the last word today. Uh, I know that you have uh, a, a website and, and probably a phone number that you'd like to pass along to folks 
and I'd give you an opportunity to do that now if someone has an interest in learning more about organ donation. Absolutely. If you are interested, um, you can go onto our website, iowadonornetwork.org. Um, there's lots of resources there for the public. We also have um, the ability to request an education. Maybe if you'd like somebody like me to come speak at um, a meeting at work or a Lions Club, whatever it might be, we are happy to inspire others to donate. Um, April is uh, Donate Life Month, like Don said, so we encourage you to check out our social media pages, our Facebook, our Instagram, um, just to see some of the stories and the testimonials from our recipients and donor families. Well, my guest on the podcast today has been Madeline Knopf. Madeline is an outreach specialist with the Iowa Donor Network. Uh, and if you do want to learn more about organ donation, I would encourage you to get in touch with, uh, with Madeline and with the Iowa Donor Network uh, as soon as you possibly can. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.